Voice Coaches Radio. Everything voiceover. Hello and welcome for the 300th time to Voice Coaches Radio. I'm Warren Garling. And I am Chris Charling. Yeah, longtime listeners of this podcast know that on our milestone podcasts, we, you know, like numbers 100 and 200, we've done a little something special. And for this one, we threw out the rule book. We're just going to give you a regular, straight up, boring, no holds, <laughs> not even barred, no holds even, I don't even know where I'm yeah. going with this. Now, now that we've built up the, you know, the last three or four episodes telling you, hey, number hey, it's 300 coming. is coming, we have nothing to do here. Just kidding. We're just, yeah, we are. It's still April (laughs) Fool's as far as Chris is concerned. Actually, what we've done here is we've gone back through the previous 300 episodes and we've pulled out some highlights. And it was hard work. Like if you've been listening to this episode, this podcast for a long time, you know, there's not a lot of good stuff behind (laughs) us. So so we, we faked it, and, we, and we've come up with some good stuff here. Um, uh, but no, truly, we, we have things from the, uh, basically interviews is what we're going to do here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We thought it would be fun to kind of revisit some of the interviews that we've conducted with, with all the professional voice actors that we've chatted with over our first 300 episodes. So hold on to your hat, because we've chosen more than a dozen interviews to highlight, and we might keep you up a little late tonight listening to them. Yeah, it's, it's possible. we got a lot of ground to cover, so let's start way back in January of 2010 with a young lady who made quite a splash as a talking pothole splash. You get that? Pothole splash? Yeah. See if you remember this Geico commercial. Oh no! Your tire's all flat and junk. Oh, did I do that? Here, let me get my cellular out. Call your wrecker. Oh shoot, I got no phone. Because I'm a pothole. So... Here's Daisy Brookshire. What were some of the challenges that you faced when you first started getting back into it after school? Uh, I think some of the biggest challenges is just, um, you know, getting used to it and, and realizing that you really not pigeonholing yourself, so to speak. Uh, you know, not making yourself feel like, well, I can only do one type of voice. And I think that and things that I've learned really that's most important is that if the more you can expand yourself and the more things you can do, the better in this type of industry. Um, so it was just a matter of, you know, pushing myself and, and making myself realize, look, I, I am capable of playing various characters, not just the 20-something-year-old girl next door. Next up is character actor Stephen Root. You know him on screen as Jimmy James from News Radio a few years back I on remember NBC. Him. Yeah, yep. yeah. And as the voice of Bill in the animated TV series, King of the Hill, for 12 years. Only 12 years? That's the whole time he could keep that job? He's just an underachiever. There's a lot of them out there. Uh, So here is his take on the difference between acting on screen and off. Well, um, it's it's not really different. I mean, you're not separating your head from your body when you act. You know, you're still doing the character with your whole body. You're just not seeing it. You have to be a little little more specific with, with things. Uh, because it's just your voice, but it's 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 essentially the same process. Figuring out figuring out what you would do with this guy, and then having having a, a director uh, direct you, mm-hmm. uh, and it it becomes a, a very fast process because you're not having to deal with makeup and clothes and everything else. Back in October of 2010, we got to interview our first true voice acting superstar, a voice from the first animated feature ever to be nominated for a Best Picture Oscar. I guess that that, that reach up there, exactly. Uh, It was Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. Paige O'Hara played Belle, and here she is with our former co-host Mike Spring. You are basically now going to be remembered forever as this iconic character. I mean, Disney creates characters Mm -hmm. that, that just 
live on for decades and decades and decades. So, like, does that ever just kind of hit you that, you know, 100 years from now, kids will probably still be singing your songs and identifying with the character that you helped to create? You know, and initially I didn't really understand it and get it, which which is kind of stupid considering I grew up loving Disney movies and loving Cinderella and Bambi and Snow White, you know, and now I'm a part of that legacy. And it really started to hit me, you know, a few years after the film came out and just the amount of response and mail and, everything else that it had and the fact that it was also global response not just in this country it's a great honor and i feel like god really blessed me on this one <laughs> now a couple of years back you played bell in the kingdom hearts 2 video game and i was just curious how you know recording for a video game is different than recording for a movie it's totally different. When I record for the video games or the interactive toys, I'm usually phone patched from Las Vegas to L.A. And a direct, I have two directors. Uh, ben Hopp is usually my director. Literally, I just he'll give me a series of lines, and I'll do the, the lines three, three different ways, like right in a row. And then he'll direct it. But uh, ben, ben and I have gotten a really good relationship over the years, and he loves my studio in Vegas that I record. I, at Oakdale Post, I've done so many projects through them. It's like I think probably ninety percent of what I've done has been through Las Vegas. So, but it's very different. You know, when I when I was recording the movie, it's it, it's really you know you're doing a film, you're doing an acting job. It's a some ways Robbie and, and I both feel like we were you know performing in a Broadway show when we were doing it. So written in that style. For some reason, we seem to be really into news radio here. Maybe because we're voice coaches radio. I don't know. But, oh, who uh, knows? Yeah. So here is another uh, news radio star who has found great success in animation voiceover that we have had the opportunity to talk to a few years back. You know Dave Foley, also from Kids in the Hall, and as a main character in the animated feature, A Bug's Life. Mm -hmm. And we asked Dave what it was like working on, of all things, a Pixar film. Uh, well, I knew what they already were because I was a huge fan of of Toy Story and thought, you know, that they had, you know, and I've always been a big fan of animation, so I was following the stuff they were developing and thought, you know, that they were brilliant and just, like, great storytellers and that they'd taken, like, the technical side of it further than anybody else. I went into audition not thinking I would get a part in the movie, but just because I wanted to really meet the guys who did the Toy Story. And definitely as we were making it, I just knew these people were brilliant, you know, incredibly incredibly talented and dedicated artist. You know, and John Lasseter and Andrew Stanton, who directed A Bug's Life, were just like, the coolest guys on earth. So, you know, you know we've, we've stayed friends you know, all these years later. And in fact, John brought me back in to do uh, Prep and Landing for Disney. At the time, A Bug's Life, uh, the year it came out, we had the record for the highest Thanksgiving weekend uh, box office grosses. And I think Pixar has gone on to break that record every year since then, so no one remembers. In the fall of 2011, our guest was an animated TV series icon, the voice of Batman since 1992, the great Kevin Conroy. Did you say great? I said great. Yeah, because like to me, that is Batman. He, yeah. you know, like when I read Batman books to my son. I read in Kevin Conroy's voice. <laughs> well, if you've ever looked into doing voiceover for animation, you know Kevin Conroy and his voice, as Chris uh, says. Uh, here he is from a roundtable interview done at Comic-Con in New York City that year, where he talks about ensemble voice acting as opposed to being solo in the booth. It makes it so much more uh, alive because you're feeding off of each other, you know? It, it all, and actually, the, the trick is to not react too quickly because there has to be a clean break between lines. But you're you're being fed by somebody. Your instinct is to, especially as an actor, to jump on it. You can't. 
But because you're getting that feed, um, it keeps everything really alive and really spontaneous. So they get great performances. They get, they get terrific performances by doing that. Continuing with the Batman theme, we spoke with one of the Caped Crusaders' arch villains, Ooh. the man who was the voice of the Joker for many years, my personal Joker, no one beats him, Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. You might remember Mark from some little movies he did back in the late 70s and the early 80s called, was it Star Wars? Star Wars? I yeah. don't know. I yeah. don't know if I've heard of them, but yeah. go ahead. <laughs> uh, so here's Mike Spring with the former Luke Skywalker talking about the best thing about voicing this character. You know, with Joker, you have the... If, you know, the, the, if there's great anonymity, no one can see you, and you're able to, you're liberated to do just really radical things that um, I'd never done on camera before. Now, it came out last year that Mark had sort of retired from playing the Joker, um, which a lot of fans were very disappointed about, because he did play him not only in the animated series, but also in several video games and a lot of uh, related type of things. So so I did get a quick chance to ask him if he would ever consider playing the Joker again, and this is what he had to say. Well, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to, because without, you know, spoiler alert, it didn't end for me well in uh, Arkham. <laughs> So obviously not the answer that a lot of us fans were hoping for, but you know, just because things went one way in a video game doesn't mean he might not someday come back for uh, another animated project or something like that. It's true. And the last question I got to ask him was how much prep time he needs to get into doing that that classic Joker laugh that he does. Well, you know what? It's like warming up your car now that you're back in New York. You know what that's like. I do. of time to warm up if you don't want to strip your gears. Right, I've right. been talking enough uh, this morning, so I could probably do a... <laughs> but really, you need to warm up like you're doing... A, like when I did a musical, I had to warm up for 45 minutes before I could sing, otherwise you'd wreck your voice. Right. And I did that with the Joker. I'm always on the way to work warm up in the car. Okay, one last Batman star. We promise. This is it, all right? This one. <laughs> this one's from the animated series called Batman, The Brave and the Bold. You probably know Diedrich Bader as an actor from the old Drew Carey show. Mm-hmm. You'll recognize his voice, I think, almost immediately. But here, he talks about his role as the voice of Batman and how he gets into character. Uh, sort of. <laughs> well, I did some vigilante activity around my neighborhood. And I got in the cowl a couple of times. <laughs> but uh, other than that... Um, no, you know, it's, uh, it's funny because initially uh, I just sort of did it. And the longer I did it, the more I loved Batman. Right. And then uh, when we did the scene with, um, where Batman, uh, you know, finally finds his uh, parents' killer, mm-hmm. the reason that he is who he is, um, I realized that I kind of crossed over because I started crying <laughs> in a voiceover session, which is, you know, I came in my shorts. Right. But, right. Uh, you know, I was like, I realized I'd crossed over. And I really loved him. Great. Yeah. Another voice actor whose internet movie database page will probably crash your computer (laughs) is John DiMaggio from the voice of the robot Bender on Futurama to regular roles on Pound Puppies, Kung Fu Panda, the Penguins of Madagascar, Aquaman, Juggernaut and Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2, (laughs) amongst dozens of other TV and feature films, uh, Marcus Phoenix and Gears of War. Uh, John is someone all voice actors want to grow up to be. Uh, We caught up with him at Comic-Con in 2013 where we asked him how he develops a new character voice. I mean, it all depends on on, on what's written. It all depends on how they want you to do what you're doing. 
it depends on what you bring to the table, you know, if they like what you bring to the table, but they want you to change a little bit, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of push and pull. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of compromise. Um, you know, with, with Aquaman, I think I kind of nailed it straight away. Right. You know, they just were like, no, that's it. That's it. Switching gears, we did our first two-part interview for episodes 237 and 238 early last year because we caught up with one of the most prolific audiobook narrators of our day, Sean Pratt. Mm. His experience in this fast-growing field provided some great insights into how to succeed in audiobook voiceover based on the more than only 750 that he's recorded <laughs> over the last 20 years or so in the business. Mm -hmm. So once again here, our friend Mike Spring asks him what kind of prep work he does when approaching a new project. If it's a piece of fiction, the first rule, the cardinal rule, is you must read the book, mm -hmm. okay? And if you don't, and, and sometimes I'm so busy, I don't have time to read the book, so I actually, I will hire someone to read the book for me mm -hmm. to give me, a, give me a heads up so when I'm working through it and skimming ahead, I know that there's no surprises. Right. You know, so if it's a piece of detective fiction that you know that the mystery voice in Chapter 3 is so-and-so in Chapter 20. Right. Um, but you always, you always have to read that book. And there's a really famous story. It's an anecdotal story of uh, a narrator I know. And when I mean the narrator I know, I don't really mean it's me and I'm disguising it. I actually know this person. <laughs> right. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> he, he, um, uh, he got hired to do like a 40-book volume airport mystery novella series. You uh -huh. know, these kinds of books you just snap up at the airport bookstore on your way to, on your flight, and mm -hmm. they're just these little, you know, formulaic things. And they were all, the, the gimmick was is each book was told from the point of view of the detective, and each book had a different detective, and mm -hmm. this guy's really good with accents. Well, he's about a third of the way through the series, and by this time, he's just got them down. So he, sure. literally, he just reaches in the box where they are and pulls out the next one, opens it up, breaks it open, hits record, and goes, Chapter 1. I woke up with a raging hangover after celebrating the Boston Red Sox win over blah, blah, blah with the boys at, you know, Precinct 4 or something right. like that. And so it's the case of, like, the missing salt zone or something. Mm -hmm. And he gets to literally the very end of the book. And the detective goes, And so I solved the case of the missing cell phone. And to celebrate, I decided it was high time to fly back to Edinburgh, Scotland, where I was born and raised. <laughs> There are just so many more folks that we interviewed that we just didn't have the time to include here. True. Uh, folks like Ryder Strong, D.B. Sweeney, Ashley Eckstein, Victor Garber, Robert Patrick, the T-1000 himself, <laughs> uh, Will Estes, Tony Todd, and lots of others. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, we we've, uh, we had a, uh, this was such a big project, we actually had an intern do the research for us on this, went yeah. back through our 300 episodes and found any that said interview, yeah. and probably missed a couple. They're, they're, don't, they're not always labeled as you know interviews with somebody exactly there. so yeah. uh, you know, we're going to you know ask you please feel free to look back in our archives enjoy these great voices that make our business so much fun you know we we don't i don't think talk often enough here about how much fun this business no is. i don't think we ever mention it yeah <laughs> well we don't it's not that we never mention it yeah. but but uh, you know think about it that way and and approach it that way especially if you're new to the business and you haven't had the experience yet yeah. uh, without a doubt everybody we've talked to and interviewed 
along the lines of the 300 or so episodes we've done, anybody that's been involved with any of them, the word fun always comes it's up. It's a common thread. It, yeah. it absolutely, like, we can't say that enough, that this is a truth about this field. This is something that we love about it. This is something that keeps us coming back. This is something that fuels us. And it's from the people who are doing, you know, training films to, to the people who are cartoon characters. Mm-hmm. You know, they all have this in common. It is fun. It is a fulfilling career. So uh, we hope you've enjoyed the first 300. We're going to shoot for 300 more, if that's okay with you, which makes me, I think, uh, 85 by the time we're done doing that. <laughs> um, <laughs> for you know, for 300 episodes now, that's almost six years, folks. We uh, yeah, Let's try that again. For 300 episodes now, and that's almost six years, if you can believe that, that's we've crazy. been talking about everything voiceover here on Voice Coaches Radio. We've made some great friends along the way. We've earned three Addy Awards for Best Podcast and inspired, we think, many talented people to look a little deeper into the fun and rewarding business of voice acting. And we've ended most of these podcasts with an invitation to join us for an introduction to voice acting class that we offer across North America called Getting Paid to Talk. And so the end of this podcast will be no different. See, we told you it was going to be the exact same thing. There's nothing special about this episode. Anyway, uh, join us the week of April 20th if you are anywhere near any of these great American cities like Poughkeepsie in Albany, New York, uh, Palatine, Charleston, and Chicago. Chicago, Illinois, or almost anywhere in the Buckeye state of Ohio, where we'll be in Akron, Columbus, Cleveland, Fremont, Toledo, and Youngstown. Call to find out when we'll be in your town this spring, 866-887-2834. Or email us anytime. It's podcast at voicecoaches.com. That's where we always love to get your questions, your comments, your topic suggestions. Uh, remember also, if you listen to iTunes, we would definitely appreciate an honest rating from you. And Did, did, did I write honest there? I meant highest. Oh, yeah. Hi. That's a typo. I must have misread that. <laughs> oh, this is me. Uh, yeah, just yeah, jump on that last sentence. Okay. And, you know, don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Absolutely. And, uh, hey, we got it in there. Well, you have to say absolutely at least once per absolutely. episode. Absolutely. So we'll catch you on uh, episode 301, where it starts all over again next uh, next week. Yeah. Yeah, next week. Next week. We better I, get to thinking well, about it. Well, I think that's, that's another thing. Like, I was listening to some podcasts the other the other day, and a lot of these podcasts do season and seasons. Like, you know, they'll do 12 episodes and they'll take a break. Maybe ours would be a little better. A break? <laughs> What's a break? <laughs> a break? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to take a little break, and then we'll do the next one. Sounds good. All right. <laughs> Visit voicecoaches.com for more voiceover news and information. So uh, hold on to your hat because we've told them that that and you're reading too fast. Yeah. Um, see if we may remember. Let's try that again. This is like the most strangely different, like very straightforward one of these we've ever done. It's true. I mean, we're we're really not ad libbing much here. No. You know, and uh, but we've already come up with some outtakes. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing with the Batman theme, we spoke with one of the Caped Crusaders. Uh, with one of the. Unova? Did I really say that? Unova. I didn't didn't hear one. Unova. Yeah, okay. All right. Continuing with the Batman theme, we will... (laughs) I'm so excited I can't... I get to introduce Mark Hamill. (laughs) (laughs)